Hi, Samir and Samet here, and welcome back to our F1 podcast. Today we'll be talking about the 2022 Miami Grand Prix. So coming into Miami this weekend, we just came off a very exciting race in Imola, where Red Bull took their first 1-2 since 2016, and they did that on Ferrari's home soil. So Ferrari came into this weekend looking to bounce back. Yeah, obviously, the only reason Leclerc is leading the championship still was because Verstappen had had two previous DNFs. But every time Verstappen finished a race so far, he always won. So he was looking to continue that. So Miami now, this is the first time F1 has visited Miami ever in the history of the championship. And this track had a lot of unknowns. Of course, the drivers have had lots of time to prepare in the simulator. But you can't really get that real-life experience with the simulator. So um, this was probably the one of the most crucial practice sessions of the whole season, potentially. Yep, so going into practice one now, all the drivers were testing different setups, trying to get used to the track, obviously. is a new surface, so there would be little grip at first, so drivers would have to grip up the track before being able to really push a lot. We saw a couple of spins here, and they're like Valtteri Bottas spinning out. And then we saw people like Verstappen clipping the wall, and then Alonso losing the rear at that very tight chicane before that long straight back straight. Yeah, Valtteri Bottas spinning out caused him to um hit the wall and break his rear wing, which ended his session. And that wasn't a good start for him because especially on a new track like this, um, track experience and track time is very crucial, especially come qualifying because that just allows you to get the maximum out of your car. So delays like this would have not helped him at all. So at the end of FP1, it was Leclerc leading the timesheets again for Ferrari. But then George Russell came second, showing maybe that he could have some pace. But then again, not a whole lot of drivers were pushing just yet. Then came the Red Bulls of Verstappen and Perez, P3, P4. Then came Pierre Gasly, P5 for Alpha Tauri in a season where he hasn't been as competitive as 2021. He's looking to bounce back. Then came the other Ferrari of Carlos Sainz, P6. Then Alex Albon in the Williams, 7th. Good result for him in FP1 so far. Then Hamilton, 8th, way off behind his teammate. Then Magnussen, 9th in the Haas. And Daniel Ricciardo, 10th in the McLaren. Yeah, so going into FP2 then, on the same day, the same Friday... Um, because of Valtteri Bottas's previous crash in FP1, they weren't able to repair his car, so he would not be able to participate in FP2 as well. And as I mentioned pre- um, previously, um, having that track time and track experience uh, plays an important role in qualifying. And so Valtteri Bottas's weekend just got from bad to even worse, as he now misses out on another hour of track time. Mm-hmm. Also, another person to miss out on a lot of time is Max Verstappen. His Red Bull power unit, once again, not working for him. We've seen the Honda racing technology, that Red Bull powertrain, as they call it now, not um not been performing well before. It has been performing pretty good some races, but other races it's just completely failed, which has caused Verstappen's DNFs. And Perez also had one DNF in the opening round of this season. Verstappen, once again, not being able to run in FP2 because of his power unit issues. And again, on a circuit like this, losing track time can make the difference between a good result and a bad one.
Yeah, and another uh, talking point about FP2 was Carlos Sainz, who crashed right before the tight chicane in Sector 3. He lost the back end um, after that long right-hander, and then he jerked the steering wheel left and um, lost the back end and spun around and hit the wall pretty hard. And he said after the practice session that he had quite a bit of neck pain, and even for the remainder of the weekend, he had a quite a bit of neck pain so that caused like a lot of talk between um the drivers about the lack of safety around the miami track the lack of tech pro barriers which are those big barriers that you see like um for example the barrier that charles leclerc crashed into when he spun uh, last week in imola those are the tech pro barriers and there was quite a, there was a lack of them throughout this miami track and that was a big talking point because especially Miami being such a high-speed track, if you can get it wrong and you hit the wall hard, then there needs to be some safety. Yep, right now it's just concrete barriers that was there. So that caused a big, big damage to Sciences Ferrari, even though it wasn't that relatively that big of a crash. So drivers, once again, were trying to push tuning their setups and in the end on top it was George Russell in the Mercedes showing maybe that he could have pace again impressing in practice then came Leclerc second Perez third then Hamilton fourth again behind his teammate then Alonso fifth good for Alpine then Norris sixth in the McLaren then came Pierre Gasly then Joe Guan Yu and then finally Esteban Ocon and Kevin Magnussen rounding off the top 10. Yeah, so now going into FP3, the big moment in FP3 was Esteban Ocon in the same place that Carlos Sainz crashed out. He also crashed out and caused just after three laps of participating in the session, he was unable to set a competitive lap time. And so he crashed out really early on in the session. And that also later caused him to not be able to participate in qualifying. Yeah, because there was once again no tech pro barrier there. When he spun, he his car immediately hit that concrete wall, which caused that his chassis to crack. So they had to replace that, and they couldn't do it before qualifying. So he wasn't able to participate in qualifying. This was the last run drivers would get before they would have to optimize their setups for qualifying. So drivers were deciding on their setups and pushing as much as they could. And in the end, we saw Perez, P1 in the Red Bull, so showing that they could have pace, but again, it was Leclerc behind him. So it could have been another battle for pole between Red Bull and Ferrari, as Verstappen came third. But then came Fernando Alonso in the Alpine, P4, so showing again that he has strong pace. Then came Sebastian Vettel in the Aston Martin, and then Mick Schumacher in the hat, so both the two friends, 5th and 6th. Then came Carlos Sainz, P7, Kevin Magnussen, 8th, two Hasses in the top 10. And then came Alex Albon, ninth, and Lando Norris, 10th. Yeah, so going on into qualifying now, uh, as I mentioned before, Esteban Ocon would not be able to participate in qualifying because of his cracked chassis, and the um, Alpine mechanics couldn't get that fixed in time. 
So in the end of Q1, we saw um, Esteban Ocon out, then Nicholas Latifi, surprisingly Alex Albon actually, Albon after having um, a lot of good races recently, he was out in Q1, then came Zhou Guan Yu, and another big surprise, Kevin Magnussen out in Haas' home race, um, P16 for the Danish driver was not a good start to the weekend for him. Mm-hmm. We saw Mick Schumacher also get into Q2. So Mick Schumacher out qualifying his more experienced teammate. But in the end of Q2, it was Mick Schumacher out in 15th place. But then another surprise is the next drivers were surprises to be knocked out. We saw Daniel Ricciardo 14th, Sebastian Vettel thir- 13th, and then George Russell 12th, and then Fernando Alonso 11th. So big names out in Q2 on a track that looked like they would have the pace. It clearly just wasn't meant to be for them. Yeah, so um, going into Q3, then a very tight and tense um, Q3. It was just... um. It was just swinging at the top of the session uh, between after the first set of runs between Leclerc and Verstappen. And even Sainz and Perez were putting up competitive sectors too. So um, going into the final runs in Q3, it would be interesting to see who would be able to come out on top. Yep, drivers pushing hard. But the one that was pushed hard enough was Charles Leclerc as he... Um, soared to the top of the timesheet to take another pole this season and it was Carlos Sainz second re- directly behind his teammate so it was a Ferrari front row lockout here in Miami then came Verstappen third and after his lack of running in this it just wasn't meant to be for him yeah Max Verstappen on his second push lap he actually made a mistake and that caused him to have to abort his second um flying lap. So his, only his first time was um counted. So it was only good enough for P3 in the end. Two tenths behind Charles Leclerc. But um then behind Verstappen came Sergio Perez in fourth. Then Valtteri Bottas with a super qualifying result in P5 for Alfa Romeo. Ahead of his former teammate Lewis Hamilton in P6. Then came Pierre Gasly, Lando Norris, Yuki Tsunoda and Lance Stroll rounding off the top 10. So now going into the race. It would be really interesting to see how this race was. The Miami Grand Prix was very hyped up, obviously. The atmosphere around this race, the energy in the paddock was really intense. And it looked like this track could be a good high-speed street circuit. Yeah, the race was very hyped up. There were so many celebrities at the race. Some of the celebrities include Serena and Venus Williams, David Beckham, Michelle Obama, and Patrick Mahomes. But there were also plenty more. Like DJ Khaled and um, Michael Jordan as well. Yeah. So at lights out, we saw Leclerc have a good start and signs, but into that t- tight left right hander into turn one, we saw Verstappen able to be- get along side by side with Carlos Sainz and then muscle his way into second place. So it was Ver- Leclerc that led, but now his title rival was right behind him and would be chasing all the him all the way till the flag. But then came Carlos Sainz, third, and then Sergio Perez, fourth. Yeah, and all, also at the beginning, too, we saw Alonso get a um, pretty good start, and he was challenging Lewis Hamilton because Hamilton had to back out after Gasly um, 
Gasly had to back out a little bit just because of the turn one situation where you can't really go flat out in turn one, especially at the start of the race. So um, Hamilton got caught out. He had to stamp on the brakes and that allowed Alonso to go through. But Alonso and Hamilton made a little bit of contact, but luckily it wasn't too significant to put an end to both of their races. Other people who made really good starts were Daniel Ricciardo in the McLaren and George Russell in his Mercedes. We saw Ricciardo make an excellent start from when he was on 14th on the grid, which actually became P13 after Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll had to start from the pit lane because Aston Martin had to take the fuel out of their car after finding out it was too cold. Normally at hot races like these, they the teams will cool their fuel to avoid them getting too hot but there's only there's a minimum degree they can be before they get too cold so aston martin's fuel was too cold so they had to get it out and heat it but they couldn't do that in time before the start so they had to pull their cars off the grid and make them start from the pit lane so that promoted ricardo to p13 and he also gained a lot of positions on the opening lap so he also made another trademark move into turn one, diving, coming back from a long way to dive down the inside of a car and then get past. And we saw Ricardo fighting his way through the field too, as did George Russell. George Russell was determined to make up for his qualifying disaster to continue his record of finishing in the top five every race this season. Yeah, so after the first few laps, then the drivers were just getting settled in and there wasn't really too much overtaking until then we saw on lap 7 or 8, I think it was, Max Verstappen was getting a lot closer to Charles Leclerc and down the first straightaway, um, on the start-finish straight, he was able to go down the inside and make a move on Leclerc to take the lead of the race. Yeah, and that would be very crucial for Verstappen's championship as he looked to try to reduce the lead that Leclerc had, but Leclerc would also be trying to extend his lead so he would be trying to fight Verstappen back. And then in the midfield, there was a big battle too as Hamilton was trying to chase down his old teammate, Valtteri Bottas, and Hamilton just couldn't seem to find a way past Valtteri Bottas. Bottas's Alfa Romeo working really well for him, even though he had a lack of running this weekend. Yeah, and then after that, then the drivers went on to their strategies, going from the medium tires to the hards. And then it was a pretty, the middle of the race was quite uneventful. Um, Most of the cars were stuck in a DRS train. And there wasn't really a lot of overtaking until we saw Pierre Gasly run really wide at that long left-handed turn. Um, He went off onto the same place that Valtteri Bottas crashed out in FP1. Uh, Gasly went wide there, and and as he joined the track, I guess he didn't see Lando Norris on his left. So Norris and Gasly made contact, and Norris lost his uh, rear right tire, which caused him to spin around, and um, also broke his suspension, and the tire came off. So that was immediately a safety car, and that definitely brought some excitement to the race. Yep, we saw a lot of drivers pitting for new tires we saw also the leaders pitting too so they could see like to try to um keep their lead 
Yeah, the leaders didn't pit well. One of the front runners, uh, Sergio Perez, pitted for a new set of medium tires, while the top three, Verstappen, Leclerc, and Sainz, uh, uh, they stayed out on their hot, old hard tires. But Sergio Perez, his just because his fresh mediums, uh, just because he had fresh mediums on, that didn't guarantee him to get past Sainz or even Leclerc. Because previously, like um, a couple of laps before, Le- uh, Perez had a power unit issue, which was causing him to lose a lot of power down the front, down the um straights. It was a sensor that had failed, which was limiting his the amount of power in his engine. He was losing like up to twenty miles per hour on the straight. Yeah, and it's obviously not good because that allowed Sainz to um break away from Perez and to allow Sainz to have his own race while Perez was trying to catch him, and he would Perez would be really wanting to get past Sainz because Red Bull also need the points to catch up to Ferrari in the constructor championship. Yeah, and then so both Mercedes were now challenging Valtteri Bottas in the Alfa Romeo. Russell and Hamilton were getting very close to Bottas in the penultimate turn. So uh, Hamilton was in the slipstream of Russell, and Russell moved to the inside, and Hamilton stayed on the right. But then Bottas in front of them locked up, and he went very wide, which allowed both of the Mercedes to slip through. So a mistake from Bottas moved him from P5 down to P7. So a very costly mistake from him. And then five laps away from the end, we saw the two best friends on the grid, Mick Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel, crash into each other. Um, Mick Schumacher looking for an opportunistic move, but um, Vettel thought it made no sense. And Schumacher just dived to the inside at turn one and ended both him and Sebastian Vettel's race. Yeah, and it was obviously very disappointing for Mick Schumacher. He could have easily scored his first points in Formula 1, but it just didn't happen today. So, in the end, after all that drama, it was Max Verstappen who won the Miami Grand Prix with the fastest lap of the race as well. So, he closed to Leclerc's lead in the top of the Drivers' Championship. Then it was a double Ferrari podium too, as Leclerc came second, and then Sainz third, so Sainz a good result for him after DNFing in Imola. He bounced back with a podium here in Miami. Sergio Perez came fourth, so it was a good result for Red Bull. Then came the two Mercedes, Russell ahead of Hamilton. After their good scrap at the end, it was actually Russell who came out ahead of Hamilton. And Russell, starting way down the grid, coming back to finish ahead of Hamilton was a probably a real big shock for Hamilton and probably a really eye-opening experience for him. So it was Hamilton 6th, then came Bottas in 7th, a good result for him in the Alfa Romeo. Then came Esteban Ocon 8th, recovering after he had to start from the back in, qual- in at the beginning of the race from not participating in qualifying. It was a good result for him. Then came Alex Albon 9th, more points for Williams. And then Stroll in 10th, a good recovery from him after a pit lane start. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2022 Spanish Grand Prix. Thank you.